Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the New Testament in a Year podcast. I'm Sean Bailey, and I'll get to read some scripture with you together and unpack what God has for us in our chapter today. In this podcast, we read one chapter a day every weekday of the year, and that'll have us reading the entire New Testament. The goal is ultimately to uncover who God is and to truly find out what God wants from us so that we can live a life that is glorifying to Him. And so let's do that together today. So grab your Bible if you can and listen closely if you will. Let's read God's Word together. Acts chapter 21 is where we are today. You see, in Acts chapter 21, it's a continuation of where we left off. In Acts chapter 20, we saw that Paul was advised by multiple prophets not to go to Jerusalem because there were dangers awaiting him there. Ah, but he went on anyway, as we're going to see, despite these warnings, he's steadfast and committed to completing his mission. Now, he just left, left Ephesus. And the elders in Ephesus were heartbroken as they had such a great relationship with Paul. He'd spent three years there guiding them, supporting the, the community, uh, the church as they had grown and grown. And now he's ready to move on and continue his mission. And that's what Paul's doing now as he continues to go as God calls him to go. We're going to see in 21 today. Paul's arrival in Jerusalem. We're going to see the events that unfold as he, his core goal with this is to maintain unity among believers despite the many cultural backgrounds and the different understandings of what the law is. You see, this chapter is going to highlight some of the challenges and difficulties of bridging the gap between diversity, different backgrounds, especially Jewish and Gentile believers in this situation. It's going to give some light for us that their communities isn't always defined by unity. There are complexities there that we have to understand. And we have to navigate. And Paul does an amazing job of this. And he's very bold. And so let's watch that today. As we read, look for the cultural tensions that are there that I just mentioned. Look for the way that Paul maintained that unity despite those differences. And watch how Paul is willing to suffer for the sake of the gospel. Continues to be inspiring to us. Let's read this together. Acts chapter 21. We'll start in verse 1 and go all the way down to verse number 40. Acts 21. Let's read together. As we begin this reading, know that Luke is the author of Acts. And so the same person that wrote Luke, the gospel, Luke is the same person that is writing Acts. And we'll see first person after we tore ourselves away, we set sail straight for Kos, 
the we is Luke the evangelist. Luke is a doctor and he accompanied Paul throughout his missionary trips. So let's begin reading now with that understanding. After we tore ourselves away from them, verse 1, we set sail straight for Kos, the next day to Rhodes, and from there to Patara. Finding a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, we boarded and set sail. After we sighted Cyprus, passing to the south of it, we sailed on to Syria and arrived at Tyre, since the ship was to unload its cargo there. Well, we sought out the disciples and stayed there for seven days. Through the Spirit, they told Paul not to go to Jerusalem. When our time had come to an end, we left to continue our journey, while all of them, with their wives and children, accompanied us out of the city. After kneeling down on the beach to pray, we said farewell to one another and boarded the ship, and they returned home. When we completed our voyage from Tyre, we reached Ptolemy, where we greeted the brothers and sisters and stayed with them for a day. The next day, we came to Caesarea, where we entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven and stayed with him. This man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. After we had been there for several days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. He came to us, took Paul's belt, tied his own feet and hands, and said, This is what the Holy Spirit says. In this way the Jews in Jerusalem will bind the man who owns the belt and deliver him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, both we and the local, pleaded, local people pleaded with him not to go to Jerusalem. Then Paul replied, what are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I'm not ready only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Since he would not be persuaded, we said no more except the Lord's will be done. After this, we got ready and went up to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea also went with us and brought us to Nason of Cyprus, an early disciple, with whom we were to stay. When we reached Jerusalem, the brothers and sisters welcomed us warmly. The following day, we Paul went in with us to James. He went with us to James, and all the elders were present. After greeting them, he reported in detail what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. When they heard it, they glorified God and said, You see, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are who have believed, and they are all zealous for the law. But they have been informed about you, that you are teaching all of the Jews who are among the Gentiles to abandon Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or to live according to, their cust to our customs. So, what is to be done? They will certainly hear that you've come. Therefore, do what we tell you. We have four men who have made a vow. Take these men, purify yourselves along with them, and pay for them to get their heads shaved. Then everyone will know that what they were told about you amounts to nothing. 
but that you yourself are also careful about observing the law. With regard to the Gentiles who have believed, we have written a letter containing our decision that they should keep themselves from the food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from what is strangled, and from sexual immorality. And so the next day, Paul took the men, having purified himself along with them, and entered the temple, announcing the completion of the purification days when the offering would be made for each of them. When the seven days were nearly over, some Jews from the province of Asia saw him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd, and seized him, shouting, Fellow Israelites, help! This is the man who teaches everyone everywhere against our people, our law, and this place. What's more, he also brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. For they had previously seen Trophimus, the Ephesian in the city with him, and they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple. Well, the whole city was stirred up and the people rushed together. They seized Paul, dragged him out of the temple, and at once the gates were shut. As they were trying to kill him, word went up to the commander of the regiment that all Jerusalem was in chaos. Taking along soldiers and centurions, he immediately ran down to them. Seeing the commander and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Then the commander approached, took him into custody, and ordered him to be bound with two chains. He asked who he was and what he had done. Some of the crowd were shouting one thing and some another. Since he was not able to get reliable information because of the uproar, he ordered him to be taken into the barracks. When Paul got to the steps, he had to be carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the crowd. For the mass of people followed yelling, Get rid of him! Verse 37 as he was about to be brought into the barracks, Paul said to the commander, Am I allowed to say something to you? He replied, You know how to speak Greek? Aren't you the Egyptian who started a revolt some time ago and led 4,000 men of the assassins into the wilderness? Paul said, I am a Jewish man from Tarsus of Cilicia, a citizen of an important city. Now I ask you, let me speak to the people. After he had given permission, Paul stood on the steps and motioned with his hands to the people, where there was a great hush. He addressed them in Aramaic. And it stops right there. That's the end of chapter 21. Bit of a cliffhanger there as it leads into 22. But we see some pretty impressive things that go down here. So. Let's take a moment to reflect on this and to see what God has for us in this passage today. So in Acts 21, we notice those cultural tensions. We notice diversity there and the suffering that Paul was willing to undergo for the sake of the gospel. But some things that I want us to pull out from this is notice the unity in the midst of that diversity. The early church faced significant challenges, especially in staying together in the middle of this extreme diverse cultural backgrounds, different opinions, different feelings about the law, different experiences on the way that the people were raised and 
think about this. As we encounter differences um, that are within our own body of believers, what we've got to strive to do is to to imitate their commitment to unity, just like, just as we saw, recognize that our shared faith in Christ ultimately overcomes all the differences that we may have. Keep the most important thing, the most important thing, and that is our faith in Christ and utilize our differences to complement one another and ultimately advancing his kingdom. Let's also see courage that Paul had and be inspired by that. Paul's courage is amazing. He was threatened by being told that he's going to be bound. And Paul says, I don't care to be bound. I'm willing to die for Jesus. His courage in the face of persecution is an amazing example to us. We should be inspired to stand strong in our faith. And we should know that God is with us in every single trial, difficulty that comes our way. Stand strong in your faith. Be prepared for that. You might not face it today, but look forward to that opportunity that you get to stand firm in your faith, just as Paul did. And finally, we saw that uh, Paul kept a vow. He shaved his head, and that was something that could be a bit questionable, um, but it's considered by biblical scholars as a Nazarite vow um, that he kept. And he explains it in 1 Corinthians 9.20. He says, And to the Jews I became a Jew that I might win Jews, to those who are under the law as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. And so he fit in with them. Did he give in to tradition for salvation? No. His goal is to build a relationship to relate so that they can trust him. To build trust so they can win them for Jesus. And that's what Paul did. How can you win? How can you win your family, your friends for Jesus? Maybe you don't have to shave your head. I'm not saying go to that extreme, but ultimately build relationships and lean on those relationships that you have built based on trust and use this as an opportunity now to share the gospel of Jesus with them coming from somebody that they trust and that's you great examples throughout this scripture I enjoyed reading through Acts chapter 21 I hope that you're inspired by the things you've seen Paul do and the events that occurred and we're going to continue reading in Acts 22 in the next episode. And I hope you join me there. Until then, may you be blessed. May your family be blessed. And as a result, may you be a blessing to all those around you. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast where we simply read the Word of God and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's Word. You see, Scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is and what God wants of us.
My encouragement is that the Word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth. Join in. Let's read the Word of God together. And through this, may God be glorified through our reading, listening, application, and understanding of His Word together.